Thursday, I'm going to be like, okay, so how many of y'all want to hear him sing on the cold open every week? <laughs> what? Comment section going to light up. <laughs> be like, personally, I didn't start listening to the healing space until y'all started having those cold opens with him singing. <laughs> Whatever. That's how I get my healing. <laughs> Ignorant. That's what you know. I thank y'all. <laughs> His soothing tones prepare me for any conversation y'all go into. I don't know about soothing, but okay. <laughs> what would you call them then? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, nothing about Patty says soothing. <laughs> Nothing about Patty LaBelle says soothing. That is the shade of life. She cooks and everything. She's mama. She is. <laughs> Ooh. That, she's I'm, more like auntie. She's more like auntie? Mm-hmm. So so she's auntie Patty? I guess so. I mean, I mean I'm more so her singing is not soothing, but you, you took it to read her whole life. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were just coming for her whole life. I was like, okay. No. Yeah, she's not the most maternal. I don't get that from her. Like, I know she cook a lot, but I don't... Yeah, auntie. Well, I think her son would auntie have something to say about the, that. Auntie host the, like... Uh, he probably would, but that's fine. <laughs> like, the auntie would host all, like, the, like, family events and, like, stuff, but she don't have any kids of her own. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I can't. I have I have nothing. I have no more responses to that. Okay. Is that it? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I can never with you. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is officially time to get healed. What's good, misfits? Welcome to the healing space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I'm Brandon Harris Williams. Indeed, you are. <laughs> that, that can only be me. <laughs> Come on. You're just Mary. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this week's episode is all about sex. We're going to get our sexual healing on this week. How you feel about that, Brandon? Uh, I'm not sure yet. So, you know, we're going to see what happens. I haven't decided how I feel yet. How about that? Listen, the misfits want to know about your sex life, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, to know. Okay. You know. <laughs> short story. <laughs> Done. I can't. <laughs> Just saying. <clears throat> yes, you better give them two smooth chapters. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's that long? Okay. I, I can't. He said this is a chat book. That's. Right. <laughs> 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 not, not dealing with you. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So. This was a pretty active weekend for me. What about you? How was your weekend? Um, 
it wasn't super super busy i um this was like finals week so i was dealing with so that's not necessarily the weekend but it was what i was dealing with the past week so finishing up stuff from like my finals and my exams and like writing papers and then also working because this is my first weekend my first week actually i work overnight right now and whew, the offense all around me <laughs> it's, it'll take a minute for my body to get used to this like schedule because right. it's crazy because i even like called in friday evening because i had to submit something for like school at the last minute and i wasn't feeling too well and so i like was able to do my assignment submitted by midnight but then i was still up to like the time to get off at six o'clock in the morning i might as well You you you're you're over twenty one, so you 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 are a full adult. So. I don't um I don't know if I'm ready to be a financially full adult. Okay. Yeah. Listen, we gonna find out. I can't deal, y'all millennials and this whole don't want to don't want to adult thing, but um. This adulting is a setup by the man. Listen. It is. Why am I the only one who thinks it's everything? I don't understand. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the whole, you know, having to pay bills and all that stuff. But I don't know. It is. Listen, having having your own everything, and especially when you know how to pay bills on time, a good credit score. Like, listen, adulting is sexy. Well, let me get there. Let me get there. <laughs> yeah. Check, check back in with me in a year, and we're going to see what the credit score looking like and what the bill's talking Come about. Come on, a year? I'm here for it. Okay. I can get with that. Okay, give me time. I mean, you know. <laughs> but I can get with okay. a year, though. Some people say far more than that, so. Oh, no. Mm-mm. At least up in a year. So we're going to see. We're going to rethink this adulting thing, you know. <laughs> y'all be saying so rethink to- like y'all can take it back. <laughs> like <y'all>... Listen. <laughs> like y'all can go in reverse. <laughs> You are where you are, damn it, shucks. But um, my weekend was busy. I didn't go anywhere, honestly. A lot of it took place in the house. But uh, one thing is I focused on getting back into my website. It's been a really interesting journey because uh, the Love Movement's website has been up for a few years now. We are TLM.com. That's been up for a minute. But I've been Uh focusing on getting my other websites up. It has not really Uh panned out. Mostly because, you know, as I continuously talk about on the podcast, this journey in Atlanta has been an interesting one um, from a uh, an employment point of view. <laughs> I've had to learn to stop saying I'm unemployed because I'm a yoga instructor. I'm a wellness coach, you know, so I'm, I've never been unemployed. Um, I've been teaching. I've been getting money from doing that. It's just that the the overall day-to-day job that I need in order to live the way that I want to live, I haven't mm-hmm. been quite there since I've been in Atlanta. So it is made for a very interesting journey when it comes to getting everything up as far as the website. Because for those of you who have websites, especially if you have someone building the website for you, we all know that's not cheap. Now, it's different if you're doing it yourself. That changes how the money, uh, how the money flows. 
where you're paying a graphic designer to build the site for you, that's a different story. And I not only have a site that I'm having built, I have sites under it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> not able to really do that right now. Uh, so I've had to hold back on that. But this weekend, it finally got to the point where I'm like, well, even though that site isn't up yet, we are, we are TLM has been up for a minute. So I don't, I hate the fact that I kind of stopped because of the fact that the other sites weren't coming along the way, the way I wanted them to. So I've been re-energized with putting more content on the We Are TLM site. So I'm excited about doing that this week, about, you know, starting new things on there that I'll get to later in the show to talk about. So that was really awesome, beginning the work on that. Also, this week, I finally got a new job. So yay that, clap, Won't clap, clap that it. up. <laughs> you're moving your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I came down here and the whole the whole goal was, unlike New York, you know, when I was living in New York, I was able to spend those years there literally just doing me, you know, that's where I became a life coach and I was able to do me. I didn't work for anybody else. So those years in New York was amazing. I never really thought that about Atlanta, though, you know, um, a lot of people as adults, uh, you know, day to day, of course, if you're a celebrity or something like that, yeah. Uh, and if you have a business where, you know, you're making a whole lot of money, normally you have people working for you, but the regular adult never gets to a point where they can say once they started working, they didn't have to do it anymore, you know? Um, so I was able to have a couple of years of my life where as an adult, I didn't have to work for anybody anymore. So that felt great. So it's not like I've never experienced it. So I didn't move to, I didn't move to Atlanta under the impression, okay, I'm doing that all again immediately. I knew I was picking up my entire life, left the job that I had in Baltimore, and I knew I was probably going to have to at least start out with a nine to five, you know? Um, So I kind of worked in the opposite. I came down here for the past nine months. I've just been doing me. I haven't had a nine to five. I've been searching like hell, but, you know, thanks to to good friends, me knowing how to properly manage money and coming down with a nest egg and teaching, I've been able to do good with money, you know? Yeah. Um, once we got to December is when it finally started to look shaky <laughs> after being here for nine months and being able to manage my money. Well, it was like, okay, well, <laughs> but, I mean, but even the fact that you were able to do it for nine months, most folks like a nest egg, what? Or like, even like money saved up is like, okay, month two is like, um, where's the job? Like, right. <laughs> like, no more. like, like what, what are we doing? So the fact that you made it so long. Thank you. Yeah, and it's been nine months already? Yeah, it's been nine months, right? <laughs> Is there a matter of fact, we're recording this on Sunday, yesterday, Saturday, made exactly nine months that I've been here. You ain't been here no nine. <laughs> Crazy, uh, right? Right? Or maybe because you moved to Georgia maybe four months before I moved back, or five months before I moved back. So maybe that's why I'm right. wrong. Right. <laughs> <like>, nine. <laughs> Uh, a baby has been born since I've been here. <laughs> child. <laughs> yes, literally child. Yes. But anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really really excited for this new chapter of my life. It's not going to be easy, you know, because I'm mm-hmm. I'm going into a field that I have a, a large background in. You know, I'm definitely well prepared for as far as how long I've been doing it. It's not necessarily the direction I wanted to go in as far as if I had to get another, 
nine to five, but I'm happy that it's at least something that I'm knowledgeable about, you know? Um, and I'm very, very grateful to God because I prayed that I wouldn't go into 2018 still being unemployed. Well, again, not unemployed, but not having a nine to five. Um, so the beauty is not only do I now have a nine to five, but I began at the top of the year. So that's, that's wonderful. I'm so, so excited about that. Uh, so yeah, so that's all good. Um, and so that whole thing happened and that just literally my whole weekend was like, wow, this, <laughs> this changed everything around. I'm like, I, everything that I prayed about, all of the hardships that I've gone through when it comes to 2017, which we'll get more into next weekend. I mean, next week with our last show of the year. But, uh-uh. dude, this journey that I've been on, like, I'm, I'm never going to forget this weekend. I'm like, what a great way to end the year. Like, yeah, this is this is awesome. Love it. Um, and then... <clears throat> And then other than that, I've just been connecting to people online, you know, kind of putting together what I hope to be future episodes of the podcast um, and also preparing for something else that I'm going to talk about later in the show. <laughs> so I have oh. I have I have more than just one thing for good news. But well, yeah, come on, <laughs> I've been preparing for that. So, yeah, that was my weekend. Um, and, and the thing is, is that the process for the job literally was all in one week. They were not playing around. It, I had to go Good. on three interviews and all three Good. interviews were knocked out in one week. So that really made me respect them. I was like, come on, you better want somebody up in here. That's what I'm talking about. Talk about it. <laughs> Where is the, show me the money. Okay. <laughs> show me the money. But, uh, but yeah. So, with that being said, now that we're done with our weekends, we need to start getting into some sex. So, we're going to combine sex and pop culture. And you finally finished She's Gotta Have It. I did. I, like, watched in between studying and writing papers. Mainly while I was, like, you know, eating because, like, black. But, you know, I was, like, watching She's Gotta Have It. (laughs) And I finished the season. It was ten episodes was a classic Spike Lee. Take that however you want to take it. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, I'm fairly certain by the time you finish talking about how you felt about it, they'll know exactly what you mean by classic Spike Lee. But there are some folks who still have not watched, because I even saw somebody last night who was like binging it. So I'm like, okay, I'm not the last person. <laughs> but, um, okay, in my come opinions, on. after watching the first like two and a half episodes didn't really change as the season went on. Um, I felt like the characters were a little underdeveloped to me. I uh, and that's all of them. Um, I didn't I care about anything Jamie and his wife had going on. Um, I felt like the show maybe was supposed to be more so about like Nola's life, but then we had random episodes where it was all about the men, and I was like, "But I don't care about the men?" Question mark. Um, I didn't get the whole friends. Uh, booty injections storyline I was like what are we because it, it really felt to me like it was older people trying to write for millennials like this is what I think millennials are going through that's how it read to me to me I think I would have been more interested if like Nola was like it was literally maybe like 30 years after the movie not necessarily the same character but maybe a, a different version of her but just an older woman maybe I would have been more interested in or maybe they would have been better at telling that story than telling the story of her I don't know I, I just didn't it wasn't for me okay and it wasn't bad but it just wasn't 
I, something just felt really off the whole time to me, like the whole season. And it still felt kind of aimless because I still couldn't tell you like exactly what the show was about. Like, you know, you can only like kind of arc a season, like say, well, this happened and that happened and that led to this. I don't really know what I, happened. I, <laughs> and so... It's so, I don't know, I, I, I guess I'm so blown only because I literally have an answer for everything you said. Like, none of that was confusing to me. Like, with the whole booty injections and all that stuff, I'm like, no, that wasn't him trying to speak to millennials at all. Like, you could go across all different, I mean, since since it's been an option, you can go across all age groups, you know? Like, I immediately, when you just said that, I thought of Players Club. And I was like, well, yeah, because like, I mean, I can't consider myself again. I sit somewhere in the middle when it comes to Generation uh-huh. X and millennials. I sit directly in the center. So I'm uh-huh. like, I wasn't old enough to be able to get into She's Gotta Have It when it came out, you know. Um, yeah. But it's like I look now and I'm like, I mean, it was an over the top storyline to me, but it was a very real one. You know, people wanting to wanting to change themselves to feel like, you know, they there are deep insecurities that people have and people feel like if they add something they can be better well i can do this or i can do that you know um in her case i'm able to do this i want to be able to be up there where they are i want to make more money so i can support my daughter you know um so i'm like i feel like that's a tale as old as time it just you know so happens that they went with the injection route um as far as the i can't think of any episode i think i know what episode you're talking about where they're focusing more on the dudes but even in that it wasn't like nola wasn't there so um for me i feel like the the arc when it came to nola and i feel like her therapy was a big part in helping people to understand what her arc was supposed to be was that it was a journey a journey of her being able to practice self-love without feeling like you know okay i'm i'm loving myself i'm not ashamed of what it is that i'm doing even though i feel like i come down on myself as well you know like it was it was an interesting tug of war with her because it was like she wanted to be able to be free but she also was going through a thing where it was almost like taking on the shame that she felt like other people were giving her she was kind of putting on herself you know Mm -hmm. so there were certain judgments that she had that were internal. <clears throat> so things would be said externally to her that she would then take because of the own internal pain that she had that was going on. Um, and people do that a lot in society. There are things uh-huh. that can be misconstrued. Now, don't get it twisted. There are things that people can say to you that don't necessarily need to be said. They could have kept that to themselves. But then there are also situations where people say things and they genuinely mean no harm by it. But you have this internal pain that's going on, this conflict of who you are that you allow to permeate your mind. So when people say things, it's just like, oh, okay, you coming for me. No, you're coming for yourself. And you come for yourself on a regular basis. (laughs) So because you're not standing for you, when other people come at you, you assume that they're coming to knock you down. You know? Um, And that's a whole conversation in itself as far as, and I know a lot of people who would agree with me and a lot of people who disagree because there are a lot of people who are having internal conflicts, you know? Um, So because of that, they look at those type of characters and in their mind, they're like, no, what do you mean? You know, you're you're putting this all on her. And it's like we have to be willing to acknowledge where we stand when it comes to our refusal to heal, you know, and that's the reason why it was such a beautiful thing that she she went for therapy. 
And especially with our culture and people around our age group, I'm so happy that there's so many of us who put out there that we are proponents of therapy, you know, that how important it is for us to be able to work on our healing. Self-love is important, you know. So I think that that was a very important part for them to put into the show. But to, to answer your question as far as her arc, I believe that's what it was. Her getting over the hump of understanding that, okay, there's a possibility that I may not need anybody at all. Maybe I'm good enough. But then in the end, you see who ends up coming along. So so it's like, maybe I just didn't need y'all. <laughs> this is who I needed, you know? Um, and in the end, because I'm fairly certain, unless Spike Lee says otherwise, there will be a second season. And in the end, we could find out that even she may have not been enough for Nola, you know? I hear you. So I'm like, maybe it was too deep for me because I just didn't get none of that. So I'm just like, I, and see, I don't know if it's, I don't, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, but I, I don't know if I would even say it's too deep for you because you're somebody who totally gets um, Queen Sugar. And I don't think Queen Sugar is a simplistic show at all. So I don't know. I, I just didn't, something was off for me. I don't know what it was. Something's just in the water. What, like, what I needed it to be. I just, I don't. But it, it was like, like I was telling you in the beginning. And, and maybe you didn't notice this about yourself, but you didn't even walk in expecting to like it. Like you, there hasn't been a positive when it came to this show and you from the beginning, you know? So again, you know, in, in my whole life coaching space, if we have certain ways that our, our mind is operating, if we're not going into it with literally a clean slate, like I went into it, a, I was blank. I was just like, okay, you know, this is a Spike Lee joint and there have been Spike Lee joints I haven't liked. There have been some that I've absolutely loved and there are some that are considered classics that I still haven't seen. But I went into it and I was like, okay, this is going to be a clean slate. I'm just going to it, whatever. I feel like you went in, like I said, you know, you had already seen some people, positive and negative. And so I hadn't seen any reviews before I watched it. So you went into it and you were kind of like, okay, so these are some of their thoughts. So, and then once you started to watch it, and I mean, I may not be right, but that's kind of the feeling that you gave me. It was like, all right, I'm two episodes in and this is some bullshit already. Like, <laughs> what's, what's going on? Um, and the fact that you kept repeating it to me, I was like, you're literally feeding this to your mind before you even get into all of episode three, you know? No, but I watched other stuff where I was like, okay, the first episode moves slow as hell. Like the second episode, I'm like, okay, what is this? But then normally at some point, cause, cause I've watched stuff and it's taken me a while to get into it before kind of a thing. So I was like, okay, so maybe that's it with this, but I don't know, and it's not even necessarily the reviews, because I've read reviews about stuff before, and whether it be a positive or negative, I still kind of give it a chance for myself. Right. Kind of a thing. It's like, okay, I see what you're saying, but I don't necessarily agree with be that positive or negative kind of a thing. Right. And so, with this one, I don't, it just didn't, something felt off to me. I don't know. I don't know. But I really do think the characters were underdeveloped, at least, I don't, something, I don't know. I, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure. Maybe you felt like they, they, they were too much of, of archetypes of particular type of personalities. Maybe that's what you think. Like, maybe, I think maybe they were too much of the, like, you know, like the archetype of the stereotype instead of like, let's really get into who they were. Okay. Or maybe it's because I didn't like any of them. Mars is the only person lit the whole season, literally, that I liked. <laughs> well, with with that, I feel like... When, now, okay, you, you, you said earlier 
that you didn't you didn't necessarily care to for, for there to be situations where it was talking more so about the men than it was Nola because you didn't really care about them. Yeah. But but then you say that you don't feel like they got into enough depth, you know, fully fleshed out characters. What so well, saying, would you have been would you have felt better about them having more screen time minus Nola had they fleshed out the characters more? I think yeah, if they if we would have seen them without because I, I think I'm confused because I'm like, is this a show about Nola? Is this a show about Nola and the men? Kind of thing. Because if it's about more so Nola and the men, then I feel like it should have been more more even with seeing everybody. And then, yeah, when they were, cause even the scenes that with her, to me, it should have been more fleshed out just to really get to kind of know them or even see them all outside of just her kind of a thing. Because they gave us a lot of Jamie outside of Nola, but I didn't necessarily care for what they gave me kind of a thing right and so even but even with but i'm saying but even what i did see of the guys like mars was the most like enjoyable but i, I don't agree or I, I nothing about him ever <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if, if there was anyone her. who i felt like they needed to give more meat to it would have been greer because honestly i feel like you knew more about nola's old roommate than you did about greer honestly <laughs> I I feel like you knew more about her friend who got the injections than you did about Greer. I don't know. Like it it almost felt like they felt like he was so shallow. And to, mm-hmm. to me, he's the perfect person to have more meat. You know, because it's like okay, why so why is he this way? Shallow. What'd you say? Because like the reason you're that shallow, my bad to cut you off. But yeah, it's like he there 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 clearly is more to him for him to be this kind of person. So what led him to be the type of person that he is, you know? Why is it mm-hmm. that 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 he feels like everything revolves around him? How did he get there? Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely when it comes to... But that's the reason why I would enjoy... My main reason for why I would enjoy a second season is because the first season all takes off from the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like if we begin to focus more in the second season, that's when I feel like you can get more fleshed out because now it's totally new. Everything's new. So the first season is like literally the movie based, based off the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you go into season two and it's like, okay, well now we can get to a point where it's something totally fresh, totally new because a lot of people who saw the movie, their whole thing was, if you haven't seen the movie, you'll never really understand the show. That becomes a totally different thing in the second season because they don't, they don't know what's happening in the second season either. So everyone starts anew, you know? So I'm kind of hoping for a second season because then we can get, more into where everyone's on an even playing field and whole new storylines. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you know me, I'm ever talking myself through stuff. So now that I've talked myself through that, I'm kind of at a place where I can understand how you feel because I feel like season two needs to be a fresh start for everyone involved. And I feel like you'll get what it is you want, which can be better writing, you know, because they, they had to write off of what was in the movie, you know? Um, I mean, they didn't have to. If it's Spike, yeah, Spike Lee says so. So, <laughs> I mean, it was no. his wife's idea, but I'm like, I doubt if Spike was just gonna be like, oh, okay, you you know, all willy nilly, whatever it is you want to do. But now they have no choice, you know. I mean, he can still have a say, but it's kind of like, dude, you had a movie that we had to base the first season off of. Now he it's didn't have to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you keep saying he you didn't have to, but Spike Lee wasn't gonna let them just be like, okay, if it's based off the film, you can't just go into it and be like, we're gonna tell it. To... 
And I think the reason why I'm explaining that to you is because Justin was able to do that because he chose to for dear white people, you know? He made the decision that, okay, this is what took place in the movie. Now, now mind you, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that because when episode one of Dear White People started, I was like, dear God, please do not tell a, a series version of the movie, you know? But I can admit, as someone who hadn't seen um, She's Gotta Have It, I I was totally cool with the fact that it came from the original movie's point of view. I don't know if anyone who had seen the movie felt the way I did about the Dear White People series. I can respect that, you know? But for me, I'm like, by all means, tell the story because I ain't never seen the movie. But um, but when it came, yeah, when it came to Dear White People, I appreciated that he was like, all right, you saw the film. So we're going to take off from the end of the film, you know? Um, but... I don't, I don't feel like Spike Lee would have felt the same way as Justin. I felt like, no, he feels, especially because this is an entirely new generation. So I know he was probably like, most of you probably haven't seen it. So let's go ahead and kind of give you a series version of it. And then, you know, if we do decide to have, and the reason why I keep saying that is because Spike Lee is a very different creature. So while most people would be like, second season, absolutely, let's go into it. He really could have been, he really could be like, I just wanted to tell the movie and I'm done. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which would be fine with me. Right. You know. <laughs> I want you all to see yourselves represented on television. And if this is this, then I support that for you all. <laughs> who, who is who is you all? You people of color. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, goodness. I, I might give a second season. A chance if it ever comes. That <laughs> might, you know. Definitely. But I'm normally behind on everything, so at least I'm with dead white people. I haven't seen it yet, so. <laughs> behind. Oh boy, I I know that you are not a think piece person, and I know that you and I can often feel some kind of way when it comes to the think piece army. But you you have no idea how close you get sometimes to being a, <laughs> a think piece. <laughs> Just because you are so critical, you are very, very critical, which isn't a bad thing. Not at all. You're a writer. You feel me? So I can definitely respect that. But I'm like, if you go back and listen to these podcasts sometimes, I think you'd be like, do I do I like a lot of stuff? <laughs> I don't. Yes. A lot of okay. things are a lot of things. No. And that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's to- totally fine. You know? We, we all, one, we all have a right to our opinion, so it's totally cool. I'm just saying for those who listen to the podcast, if you ever listen back, you'd be like, how often do I actually say I like something? <laughs> I'm really like, say it at least once an episode. Yes, come on. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And sometimes once... when we discuss some television, I, the stuff we discuss weekly, I like all of those. <laughs> because we, we choose it because we like it. <laughs> there it is. Uh, but that's good. I like that about She's Gotta Have It, to be honest with you. Because what I just said is true. When we pick our television shows, we're more often picking things that we both like to talk about. So I appreciate that She's Gotta Have It gives us an opportunity to have a discussion. Because when usually when we're talking about the shows, we both like it, but we can kind of nitpick a little bit. But with this, it's like, okay, we honestly both, we stand on opposing sides. So... That makes for a great conversation. So, yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) Okay, so what's next? Okay, well, she's got to have it, you know. All about sex, not really all about sex. (laughs) You know, that fits into the sex conversation. Mm -hmm. But no, 
So, <laughs> more so kind of like sex on television and um, just in general, I guess, like depictions of sex on television or more so like, well, I was about to say seeing people having sex, but that's depictions. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but, <laughs> so no, I'm just like interested in kind of, I guess, your opinions or your thoughts like on how it's seen on other television shows because even though she's got to have it, even though there wasn't like necessarily a lot of sex, but at least in the first episode, I think she has sex with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then, or we might see her have sex with everybody like maybe twice over the course of the 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. And so me normally, no matter what the show is, I feel like 99.9% of the time it's gratuitous. And like it adds nothing to the story for me. Like I get, like I get the having sex, which is fine. Like, but I can, you can tell me they're in a sexual relationship without me actually seeing it. <clears throat> okay. Like if that means that I need to see them, like you know, like roll over afterwards, or I need to see them, like you know, kissing and then the lights go off or whatever. Like I don't, I don't need to see you know, like ass in the air. Like I don't like the back shots and everything else. Like it, mo- again, most times it doesn't necessarily <laughs> add to the story. Right. Because it's like, unless it's like a, a kind of like a conversation that it's like had during the sex. Because right. again, in the first episode, I guess slightly defending the show, I guess I can get why you would why you would see her have sex with all three men to kind of drive the point home. Right. That, you know, she's sex positive and, you know. Yeah. That she's entertaining these three guys, which is cool. But, like, I just don't normally, is it me? Like, I mean, I know that some people really do. I'm sorry. I know some people really do like. I feel like it's necessary to see those depictions. Right. Um, I I guess I'm either or. Like, to be completely honest, from the way you were describing it, I was about to completely disagree with you. Because <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, the the way you explained it sounded so kind of right wing. I was like, ew, stop. Like, <laughs> but the longer, <laughs> the longer you talked, I was like, okay, no, I can understand. Because I had to think, you, you have to look in, you know? And I looked yeah. in and I was like, I guess I, I, I'm one of those people that you can bring the scene in once they're done, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't necessarily need to see it all the time. I think it's it's real. It happens. So, for that yeah, reason, absolutely. I can definitely understand if you show it. I can't lie. There have been times where I've been watching shows and they've shown a sex scene. And in my mind, I was like, I don't, it don't it's not doing a thing for me. So, I'm like, you you really could skip to the next scene. Like, I don't know. Like, I, uh, okay, when I was watching uh, The Shy in mm-hmm. the scene with uh, old dude. I've forgotten what his real name is, and I don't know his name on the show. But dude who likes the sneakers, and the girl ends up uh, bringing. Jacob Lattimore is his. Jacob Lattimore, name, yeah. His, character's name. Um, his scene with the girl. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. th- there was a situation. And of course, you know, like I told you, I was watching it on YouTube. So they was blurring out everything. But, you know, yeah. the whole fellatio situation was happening and all that stuff. Wasn't a long scene. You know, his butt was constantly showing. Okay, cool. Like the, the whole the act that happened beforehand or whatever it was that was taking place. Didn't need to see any of that. Um, it came in to go along with the storyline of what was taking place before his mother knocked on the door. I'm good, you know? Yeah. Um. So, no, no. I can, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. Um, I, I guess I personally wouldn't say gratuitous. I can definitely uh-huh. see from your point of view how you would see it that way. So again, I guess yeah. once again, you know my ass forever being in balance. <laughs> I guess I fall somewhere in the middle. Um, like that I can definitely far. understand your point of view, but I definitely yeah. also, I've, how many times have I said definitely Jesus, but I don't want it to get to the point where it just doesn't happen at all. 
Because like you okay. said, for the situation with Nola, it t and that, that was going to be my argument before you said it. And I was like, oh, okay, well, he agrees. But yeah, for the situation with Nola, it totally <laughs> made sense. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it helped the storyline along. So I guess in that yeah. sense, I guess in that sense, I agree with you because that's the argument you're making. Is like, you know, don't show it just to show it. Like, is it helping the story along for in any way? And the, yeah. the whole thing with Jacob Lattimore, yeah. So I, I guess I'm supporting your argument because my whole argument for why that was okay with me is because it totally played into the scene that it was in. Um, exactly. It wouldn't have, the scene wouldn't have made as much sense had they not had that going on, you know? Because the mm -hmm. panties on the floor, all that stuff, all was helped out by what was taking place when the scene first came in. So yeah, okay. I definitely understand exactly. Because even like with that particular scene, it's like they're like in the middle of like, in a, and they're not like fully. Like, well, granted, I saw it on YouTube too because the first episode was on YouTube. Right. And so it's stuff is blurred out or whatever, but it's like, it's not like. Some scenes will give you like legit like 60 seconds of them like having sex. Right. And there's like no conversation. It's just them having sex. So right. You're like, um. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, I guess. Like. It makes sense. But no, again, with them, though, it was like, they're they're talking in the middle of it, like, addict, like you learn more about the characters kind of a thing, and then again, his mom knocks on the door. So again, you're meeting his mom and everything else. Right. And so even, or she's got to have it, which I think in all of the sex scenes, like, in the beginning, you know, it shows that she's meeting the guys. I mean, they're all of the guys. But then later on in the season, when she starts calling them by the wrong names, it's like, that makes sense. Because even those scenes, if I remember correctly, weren't super long. Right. More so, like, we see a couple strokes, and it's like she calls him the wrong name, and they finish. Right. And then the guy is, is, is thrown, but she makes up some excuse, kind of a thing. Right. So, granted, with there, it wasn't sex all over it. She's got to have it. But I know some some shows just kind of do, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know why we're doing that. Like, right, right. <laughs> is, again, though, I get that it needs, you know, some folks want to see it, and it, you know, should be shown. I just wanted to add to the story if they're going to do it. Yeah. So like, for example, and I think, uh, you know, I was discussing briefly uh, offline, well, off the podcast, whatever, before we started, um, like on Insecure, for example, since Issa uh, Ray, you know, is a woman and she's in charge of the show, um, well, it's more so her vision kind of a thing. She wants to see, her thing is to make there more male nudity than female nudity, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, because I guess, you know, you want to be equal to your absolutely, woman. Absolutely, you know, like, absolutely. Man. I get that, but again, let it serve the story kind of a thing. Right. And so for there, I think for the most part, because I really was trying to think when I was like trying to use this as an example. I think for the most part, it serves the story because it's like something happens in the middle or like something. There's a conversation. There have been a few times where I'm like, we ain't need to see that. But <laughs> again, because I'm like, you can show us rolling over after. Like, you show, I don't, I don't, I'm different. I don't, I'm like, that was 30 seconds. Y'all could have had a few more lines. Listen, but okay. listen, you, you definitely, you def you definitely are different. I can say <laughs> for, for a Scorpio, you got me sitting here like, wow. Okay. How much of this do I agree with? Cause my sexual ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, and not to say that when these like scenes happen or what, on whatever show that they're not, like nice to look at. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I feel like sometimes they don't add to the story. Right. So. I'm not saying I'm like, oh my gosh, why is this on? I'm more so like, okay, why is it still on? Like, well, well, but I also think, once again, coming from, from a writer's point of view, I think for you it has a lot to do with story. You you, you want a story to be told properly. So. I do. Okay. I just really just want it to be told. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You ain't telling me nothing. Like, Come on, you better say that that whole minute of silence could have been words. Come on. <laughs> 
Let him know, writer. Yes. I'm just saying, you know. Me, again, because, again, with using Inscare as an example, people love it. Yeah. Sex scenes. They're like, oh, my gosh, look at his butt. And, oh, my gosh, look at that stroke. And, oh, my God, you know, y'all have at it. Yes. I just be like, okay. Well, I'm I'm definitely I know me I'm happy because in this patriarchal society, you we've seen so little when it comes to men and so much when it's come to women, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that we now have these women who are coming forward and we're like, no, it's gonna be the other way around too. Now you know me, I'm always looking for balance. So I'm I I kind of give a side eye to the whole idea of so we're gonna flip it now, you know. Since it's been women showing their stuff all these years, now the men got to do it. I'm like, why not just have balance? Why, why can't it be both of them? Why is it a thing of, okay. Why, why everybody not naked? Right. Why everybody not naked? Why is it now the women are covered up and the men are totally exposed? You're just reversing what it is you've had an issue with, which can literally go into several other topics that we're dealing with in society now, but I'm going to shut up on that. But um, <laughs> listen, listen. I'm like, where, where's the balance? Now you're flipping it. So it doesn't make it better. It's just you being able to say nah, 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 nah. But anyway, um, give me a show well, where no. give me a show where everybody's <laughs> naked. This is all I'm saying. Because that's real life. Are we ready to get into real life yet? Or are we going to keep playing tit for tat? Boy, don't get me started. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Um, we're going to go ahead and close out this portion and Brandon will be back later on for us to get into good news. My guest this week is the host of the outline podcast, which is definitely one of my favorite pods. He's also an awesome tastic photographer and all around dope ass creative. Please welcome my dear friend, Mr. Kevin Dwayne. Welcome to the Healing Space, sir. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> this is a long time coming. It's a long know. time. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was actually on the Outline podcast. How many months ago was that? That was, right? That was like around when I first June, got here, wasn't July. it? Okay. Oh, was it summertime? It okay. was summertime. It feels like, oh. my oh. God, that was so long ago. Listen, so long ago. (laughs) (laughs) But we had the best time. That's actually a fan favorite. Yeah. Most people hear that show and they're like, oh my God, I can play this over and over and over again. Because we we try to heal the folks. Listen, I didn't need friends because of that damn (laughs) episode. You sure the hell have. Raven has been on more dates. I can't get nothing. I can't even get a hookup. I can't. I think I scare people away. They'd be like, they, they, they were like, they were like, Kevin just wants too much, <laughs> or no, not wants too much. I just don't take shit. And they're just like, oh, this guy. Listen, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, every week he's talking about something that some nigga did to him. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you the Taylor Swift of podcasts? Probably. <laughs> we are never, ever, ever <laughs> smashing together. But no. <laughs> but that was a great show, though. <laughs> yes, bring it back around. <laughs> but that, that was a good show. That was a good show. We really enjoyed it. No, that, that was the best. Absolutely. Okay, so today we're talking about sex. I'm here for it. Listen, salt and pepper rings in my head. It's yeah. There. All the good things, all the bad things. That may be. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> so this is something that Kevin and I talk about a lot. Daily. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Voice memos, Marco Polo, text message, pictures, memes. Video. Right, Jack. Screenshots. DMs. 
Um, we do it, do it. Like, I do yoga with Sensei. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't even meditate because I'm too busy telling him about the last conquest. So, <laughs> Listen. Yeah. And we open. meditate on that. We meditate on it. Sometimes you got to meditate on the dick, you know? Meditate on the dick. Come on, hashtag. Hashtag meditate on the dick. That'd be a good t-shirt. Yes. That'd be a good t-shirt. <laughs> Come on. And on the back, it's going to say the healing space. The healing yes. space. Listen, meditate on I the mean, dick. The healing space. <laughs> Listen, that's marketing at its best. <laughs> and to give you your props to be like, okay, you know. I'm here for it. This was. <laughs> I'm here for it. This I is brought to you by. Like a little Buddha like character, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in the position of. What is that called when you're sitting in the position? Lotus? Lotus. Yes. I was right in my head. I'm like, it ain't Lotus. It ain't Lotus. It was fucking Lotus. Just sitting like that and maybe have like a dildo or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe. Or maybe. Mm-hmm. Like the yogi, right? With a dick, just like meditate on this dick, and it's like right above his head, and you just see the dick just. Kinda... <laughs> is it floating? It's floating, <laughs> floating lotus. Listen, I thought I thought you were going to go for floating lotus. Come on, I thought you were going to go for meditating on the dick, and you were going to see a guy in lotus pose, mm-hmm. and he was going to have his his mudras up, mm-hmm. eyes closed, mm-hmm. but you notice he has four legs. And so you realize, oh, he's sitting on someone's lap. He's meditating on the dick. And that's also cute. <laughs> we have to have like different layers. Remember when right. Ryan Carey came out with Butterfly? She had like four covers. Mm-hmm. Same thing. So, right. <laughs> different ways of meditating. You know, have someone sitting there and they're having their morning meditation with coffee and there's a dick in a little bubble of them thinking about it. <laughs> they're also meditating on the dick. On the dick, they are. So different they're versions still... of meditating. We're giving Come different on. options of meditating on that dick. Oh, I was about to go too far. I was gonna say somebody sitting. Let's, let's go too far. Somebody sitting on top of the Washington Monument, <laughs> meditating on that dick. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about sex today. <laughs> Listen, we, that's a great intro to sex talk. It's I mean, a great yeah. intro. You know how explicit it can get. Just as organic, and and that's how it's I'm going to get. I'm not saying penis. I'm just not. I don't understand who even came up with that phallic ass word. Penis doesn't work for you. Penis. It's like cock. (laughs) Cock. You like that cock? First of all, sir, I don't like my meat pink. Anybody who says cock has pink meat. (laughs) And my mom said the meat is pink. Put it back on the grill. (laughs) Okay. I see both of us perspiring already. I, just, I mean, you know, Ooh. I don't even drink yet. Okay. <laughs> we should actually have drinks drinks right yeah, now. But I, and see, I thought about that. I had some crown. I was like, should I take this? I was like, no, because I'm going to be too flippant at the moment. Right. <laughs> I'm crazy sober. If I drink, then it's just, I'm giving out names, numbers. Come on. If you gave me bad dick, it's, it's being aired out. <laughs> Let them know. It will, it will, this will be our... Um, our metaphorical bathroom wall. Yes. <laughs> and I'd be like, trash ass dick. Five, 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 seven, two. Hey, ladies, need a laugh? Hit this one up. <sighs> okay. <laughs> We're going to get to the first question. Okay. That's questions. So, preparation. Yes. <laughs> so let's ease into it. Wink, wink. <laughs> get those sphincters ready. <laughs> let's talk about virginity. Oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> I'll need you to define that first. I, I am. Okay. I am. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. See? Cool. <laughs> when did you lose both? 
And what were the experiences like? <laughs> now, at, at the beginning of this, because we're such close friends, oh, I actually asked him, I was like, do you want me to tell you the questions ahead of time? Or do you want me to just surprise you? And he was like, you can surprise I me. surprise yeah. me because I wanted to be authentic. And God damn it, <laughs> it's authentic. Okay, so let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I was so young <laughs> that when I found out about virginity, I said, oh, I never had that. <laughs> I almost <laughs> fell off of this chair. I was sitting in that damn class, and I was like, what is this? Virginity? I was like, oh, what's that? Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I don't have, can, I, can I buy another one? <laughs> can my mom sign a piece of paper or something that, that reinstates me? Because, listen, I, I can, <laughs> the action happened. Is, is there a restart button? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I felt bad because I was going to a little Christian school. I felt bad. I said, oh, no. I didn't know. But if I didn't know. Right. Does it count? Does it it count? can't really count. I mean, I can re-virginize myself. I can still suck dick, though, right? Uh, oh, I can't stop? Oh, I gotta stop? Well, then fuck Right. It. Sorry. I just deal with that when I get to the gates. I, I just can't stop doing that. Well, so my first time messing around, mm-hmm. I was actually 12. Okay. You know, it was on that hide and high go get it type shit mm-hmm. that, you know those games you're exploring shit like that and then like I think I was spending a night somewhere mm-hmm. and then like me and this guy I think we both kind of sensed that something was going on but it was still very much pushing away from it Yeah, and it was like oh I dare you to do this and all of a sudden we went from fucking doing dumb shit to all of a sudden oh I dare you to let me get on top of you like you a girl and hump you uh, oh okay <laughs> and I remember like we were like grinding on each other. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I thought I had to pee. Well, yes. Well. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, I wish I could have seen his face. Oh, listen. Well, because here's the thing. Mind you, I had never masturbated in my life. So my first time ejaculating was with someone. Oh, exactly. Seriously? And I, this is actually going to be very funny to you because I have another story to go with that. So I'll go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and I see this white stuff. I'm just like, what <laughs> the fuck? What's happening? What the fuck? I'm, I'm all of 12. Yes. What? What? <laughs> the fuck now I had some kind of you know I've seen like movies and re- right. I had references right. like Wait to Exhale and Poetic Justice I know that sex is right. but I'm just like oh god this is the <laughs> stuff that babies make I'm old enough to make this you know and it was and I remember the guy was like oh that's your sperm I'm like that's another word I can't get with <laughs> sperm sperm <laughs> <laughs> what sperm and he was like, oh, that's your sperm. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And I remember being kind of like, oh. Right. But I do remember my life kind of changing yeah. like, completely yeah. after that nut. I was like, okay. But even that, but that wasn't even, but that wasn't pleasurable to me, though. I remember it being just like, whatever. Right. It was the days after where I was all like, I need to recreate that. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. Funny thing. Mm-hmm. For about a year, mm-hmm. for about one year, I did not think of putting my dick in my hand to masturbate. So for, for a, a year, year I humped things. Oh, <laughs> for a whole year. Made my cheeks hurt. I can't <laughs> let. For a year. For a year. And I remember one time I think I saw like one of my brothers like he had like a porn collection. I was mm-hmm. watching porn. I said, oh that makes sense. <laughs> can't. I'm done. I was like Makes sense. You can just put it in your hand. For years, I was humping my magic. Eureka! I was humping the rug. Listen, all the towels were crunchy. Everything no, was crunchy. Not you was year. humping the rug. Not your dog. I was humping. I was humping <laughs> everything. But ne- it never hit me that I could just use my hand 
For a year, young, dumb, and full I of cum. You've never told me that. It, young, dumb, and full of. I was so young, I didn't know what virginity was. So oh, how would I know oh, that I could oh. put my dick in my hand? How would I know that? <sighs> so yeah, so I was I was twelve when that happened. Now penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. That's weird to me okay. because successfully (laughs) (laughs) successfully i was like 17 Mm -hmm. but i tried when i was 14 and once we got to i was like oh hell no (laughs) wrap it up put it back get out we're not friends anymore i don't want to talk to you you a bitch ass nigga because there's no way hell that's supposed to go in here no dick supposed to be here i tried this love thing for the last time Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> So I tried it when I was 14, but it didn't work out. It did not work out. So yeah, I was 17 when it was actually successful. <laughs> I just imagine your face. Oh. Okay, that was that hurt. Oh god. That hurt. I said, no, just stop. Just just stop. Just don't even This won't be a thing. Don't even look at me. Yes. Like I really feel like this friendship is over. <laughs> Like I feel like you, you're trying to hurt me, and I have an issue with that. I, <laughs> I feel like you're trying to. Hurt it was like it was actually a, a guy in my neighborhood who okay. was he was same age as me, right? And we're both exploring or whatever. He was like, "Oh, well, we should try this." I'm just like, "Well, I don't really have a vagina, <laughs> but to start, I don't really have a vagina." But you know, it's a hole back there, and you know, you I've know. seen that it's possible to get things in it. <laughs> so you know, we can certainly try this or not. Nah. In my research, I've no, seen. Dude, I remember it was possible. like it was like, yeah, and I remember the day it was January second. Come on, two thousand. Come on, day two thousand. Yeah. Come on, day. I do remember that. <laughs> that shit hurt. I was about to say, does that why it stick with you? Because it was traumatizing. That shit fucking hurt. <laughs> oh, that shit hurt. I remember being like, what? <laughs> the entire book. no. <laughs> See, it scarred me. I didn't try to give for three more years. <laughs> Lord. Wow. And here's the thing, it wasn't until I was like 22, 23 that I really even began to even enjoy like bottoming. Right. It took me a long time to be like, when does this get fun? <laughs> like, I don't, when does this get fun? Because <laughs> from what I'm seeing in porn, it shouldn't feel yes. like this. <laughs> but baby, when it got fun, it got fun. Listen. It got fun. Cheers. It was a, it was a, it was a 10 year experience, but listen. <laughs> I'll push through. And well, I, listen. But I see why a lot of tops are like, oh, I'm a top. Because your ass is a coward. You couldn't get through it. You couldn't get punk through ass. it. Right. You think you're strong because you can't literally take punk dick. Ass. What, what sense does that make? You're strong because you can't take dick? Like, no. Nah. But whatever. So that was my story. When did you lose yours? Or am I, are you answering questions too? Oh, no. Too? Oh, answering okay. questions too. Yeah. <laughs> one in ass. Exposure. So, so the funny thing is all of them happened around the exact same age, including masturbation. Mm. And this was all between 16 and 17. So I was much further along with putting my hand on mine from you. (laughs) A whole year. Now, so my thing is, is that with me, when it came to masturbation, I started really, really early on with the humping. So I was experiencing the euphoric feeling of of an orgasm at a young age before I could produce semen. So I would, you know, rub, 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 and then I would hit that exciting feeling, and it was so like, oh my god, that felt awesome. No cleanup. But nothing was coming out. No, no cleanup. Clean that sounds wonderful. Listen, listen. Now, even though we're being real as hell on this show, I won't get into the details of when I finally experienced sperm 
because it gets it get, right because <laughs> so, it needs to sound that nasty for what mm. happened uh-huh. um, but I literally had a scientific experience oh. with with finding out about my cum oh yeah it's way too nasty for me to talk about on here just know that you learn about this in some science class <laughs> like they'd be like so when you first find you know when when sperm first produces yeah and it scared me shitless because it hadn't fully formed oh. so yeah and i'll leave it at that but i was like because like that's just how i was such a freak at a young age my shit <laughs> came out like a box so it was weird yeah well i remember the first time it came out it wasn't like a it was just like a old box wow kind of like it was presenting a gift uh, <laughs> i was like that's weird. Uh, i just wiped it off and kept it pushing. I just kept it pushing i can't here's the gift of nuts <laughs> But yeah, so I hadn't, but I still hadn't put my hand. I was all rubbing. So I stopped for a long time because I was scared shitless. I was like, what just happened? Because it wasn't the white or, you know, clear that we used mm-hmm. to. So I was like, so I'm going to stop. So that stopped for some years. And then when I was 16, I lost my virginity penetrating someone. This was someone who I went to high school with. And we were at his house. His mother wasn't home. And so I was, I was 16. He was 15. And so we were, mind you, 16, 15. He's 15 years old. So we're at his place, and he was taller than I am, thicker than I am. So he laid me down on the floor, pulled my pants off. I took my shirt off. He took all his clothes off, and he squatted on top of me, like I said. Yes! (laughs) Taller than I am, thicker than I am. I imagine a little sumo wrestler. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. Yokozuna, I I can't. I I can't. So he squatted on top of me and sat down and he was like, uh, do you want to see it from the back? And I, he's 15. He's I was like, do, do I want to see what? He this said, do you want to see it from the back? And he, had, I, he hadn't sat down on it yet. So I was like, sure. So he, mind you, he just told me to put my hands behind my head. He did everything. Yes, so he picked my, he lifted my dick up, held it, turned around and then slowly sat down on it. I lost my shit. No wonder you have high standards now. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder. We're going to play that shit. You know what I got at 16? (laughs) So I'm losing it. So he's riding the hell out of me. Damn. Turned away. Turned. Look. Turned. 15. 15. I told him. Well, like, we still know each other. I told him. I was like, dude, do you know how experienced you were at 15 years old? (laughs) So I ended up. And this is the reason why I always brag to people about my size. I'm like, don't get it twisted. I'm short, but I'm strong. Picked his tail up and carried him around the house, just banging him out. Banged him out on the stove, banged him up on the kitchen. I'm like, his mother will never hear this. Well, but somebody else's house. <laughs> banged him on the kitchen table, banged him on the living room floor. Like, we was going at it. And so when it finally got to the point where I orgasmed, I was like, is this, wh- what? <laughs> this is amazing. Seriously. It changed your life. So this was October and I was 16. November, I turned 17, and literally, for my, my birthday night, I lost my other virginity. I was penetrated, and I was penetrated by the guy who would become my first boyfriend, and it was like something out of a dream. I'd wanted Listen, him. Listen, you had a boyfriend, child. That was, that was a dream. <laughs> I went through high school like, what the fuck is this? It was like dick purgatory or something, no. <laughs> Like. I could, get, oh. I could get no penis in high school. Like, no, no penis in high school. Like, there, like there was a ban on penis. <laughs> there was no dick neutrality. <laughs> I will knock this microphone over. I will knock this microphone over. Uh. I'm like, who did this to me? 
Oh my god! Like I just think about it. It was just for celibacy. Like I just don't know. Oh, and I and I was the complete opposite. I had so much sex in high school. Oh. So much. Like things had things was happening in the stairways in high school. Listen, like oh my goodness, that was me in middle school. Oh well, and I was the opposite. Like, I had nothing happening. Yeah, no. What? Oh yeah, middle school. I had the, we had this one boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had the pink meat though, but it was good pink meat. Oh, you know, you get what you can get. You can get what you, you get. get what you get when you that age. You know, it's hard to find somebody else who's gay. So every Tuesday and Thursday we had PE. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord, I know people. Fuck them. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> fuck them. Whatever. They'd be all right. We had PE, but mm-hmm. the boys got to be inside of the gym instead of out instead of outside. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we were inside, we kind of had free range of the bathroom. I guess the teachers just didn't give that fuck but they ain't really thinking that people gonna be sucking dick in the bathroom so right. I guess that's that <laughs> so every Tuesday and Thursday we would just hit into that bathroom everybody changed and went to go play dodgeball whatever barbaric game they wanted to play <laughs> we would tilt back to the locker room and get on right in the little corner and just go ahead. have a little moment yes moment yeah. the, the only moment I had in middle school was when I was wrestling with a friend who I thought was straight at the time and all the straight boys knew I was always very honest with them I was mm. like if you get if you overpower me, I'm grabbing your dick. Hey. So for whatever reason, all of them were like, ew, you nasty, but whatever. <laughs> so one of them kept overpowering me. So grabbing I kept his grabbing dick. his dick until it got to the point where he stopped putting his hands down there to block me. And I was like, oh, so that ended up becoming a session. Uh, and that was my first time he giving head. It. And I was like, oh, well, look at that. You say giving? Yes. Oh, okay. It's my first time giving head. I was like, now if he so, gave you head, child. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so okay, so back to when I um, was penetrated. So I'd been fantasizing about this dude for the longest time. Um, He was an actor, I was an actor. And he was just like, oh my God, I'll never forget that uh, in high school he had shaved his head. I haven't seen him bald since. But for some reason he looked like R. Kelly to me. I don't know why. And I was like, oh my God, he is so sexy. And back in the day, R. Kelly was. Right, I was about to say. Before the shit, R. Kelly was. (laughs) I was about to say. Because half on the baby, baby, that video got me together. (laughs) Back in the day, before we knew right. what the fuck was going on. Because right. Right. <laughs> I'm like, back when back when I'm talking about this, Aaliyah hadn't even come on the scene mm-hmm. yet. So that's how long ago this was. Mm-hmm. You was like, honey love, buddy. <laughs> so after my birthday party, we all came back to my mom's house. So it was me, him, and another one of my straight friends. So the two of them were spending the night. So I'm all disappointed because I'm like, okay, well, my straight friend's here. So clearly nothing can go down. So all of us go to sleep. And so me and the, the, the dude who I ended up having sex with, both of our heads are at the top of the bed. My straight friend is at the bottom. So his feet are up there where. So he was in the middle of us. Mm-hmm. So we're all knocked out sleep. And no, I'm sorry. I'm lying my ass off. Oh. What made me think of any of that? Okay. Me, <laughs> me and my straight friend were in the same because I had two beds. My oh, mother right. took apart my bunk beds and made them into two beds in my room. So my straight friend and I were on one bed, his feet at the top, my head at the top. And then my other, the one who ended up having sex with had his own bed. So we go to sleep because I'm like, nothing's clearly going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, and I remember it like it was yesterday. He comes walking into the bedroom and this is my teenage imagination because this shit didn't really happen. But I saw steam coming into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> now he had, he did have the shower running, but I opened my eyes and I see him and he was like, so you getting in the shower with me or what? I was like, yes. <laughs> Bitch, I need to be in the front though because it's cold in the back. You're about to be blocking the water. But yes. So he takes me to the shower. My straight friend is still asleep. 
So he takes me into the shower and we're in the shower and I'm in disbelief because I've wanted him for over a year. So I'm in disbelief right now. Like, am I really in the shower with you? Mm-hmm. So he's washing me and everything. He's a Sagittarius, so you know he knows what he's doing. You say R&B song, this shit. Listen. When I'm with you. <laughs> so if my mother hears that she's going to gag because she's never heard the whole, she's never heard the story. But so he ends up taking me down to the basement. So he takes me to the basement. What in the Elon Harris is the story? <laughs> <laughs> what is this Elon Harris novel? So I always tell people when I lost my virginity, when I was penetrated, it didn't hurt. And when I tell people his size, they really gag because they're like, how was he that big and it didn't hurt? And I was he was like, ready. He, he was, listen, like Tiffany Haddish. Because when you're ready. Understand. Yeah, I'm telling you, the most painful sex with a nigga you don't want to have it with. And that's what I try to tell people. Now. I'm like, when you want it, it makes it a whole different story. Mm-hmm. And that experience was phenomenal. Like, I had the best losing my virginity story. Oh, my God. I know it's amazing. So I'm good. Jealous. Like, we went at it twice. We went at it twice. He came and then ended up going back again. Like, oh. And that's why I felt so hard for his ass. But anyway. And you were, what, 16, you said? Yes. Yeah, right. No, no, no. I just turned 17. Seven, well, at yeah. that age, anything under 27. Right. <laughs> <laughs> your, ass, your ass gonna be wide open. And then, and then last, masturbation. So I still hadn't gotten to where I'd done anything with my hands. So that exact <laughs> later on that the next year, because you know, I'm at the end of the year for my birthday. So going into the spring of the following year, I went to Italy. Mm-hmm. So I went to Italy and I had to spend two weeks sleeping in the bed with my best friend who was straight, who I had a crush on. Two weeks mm. sleeping in the same bed and can't do shit because he's straight. So I come back to America and I'm just riled. I'm like, oh my God, horny is an understatement. So I was like, I think I'm going to have to finally touch myself. <laughs> I'm going to masturbate. I can't do. So Were you afraid of touching yourself? It never even dawned on me. Like, cause like I told you, after that horrible experience, mm-hmm. I didn't do it. You were just good. All of my sexual activity was always with somebody else after that. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even want to know what happens when, but it happened. When it happened with other people, this is telling so much business. When it happened with other people, it was always in people. Yeah. So I never even saw Come anything. Come through. <laughs> Whatever. Come through. And the founder of Breed It Raw <laughs> is the, also the host <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> but, but anyway, so I'm like, okay, I got the I got the uh, idea to record myself. So I recorded myself and. I was so, this is about to be so TMI, but whatever, we're talking about sex. I was so backed up and so riled from that, that when I tell you that I shot like a volcano, and like, it just went everywhere. It probably felt amazing. It felt so good. I remember in high school, I used to do those, um, what white people call loads. Yes. Oh, I got this three-day load. I got this four-day load. White boy. I went to school with a bunch of white boys, child. And so I took on their lingo. So we would have these, oh, yeah, I had this five-day load. I like But I used to challenge myself to go. Mm-hmm. I think the most I did was like two, three weeks. Yeah. Actually, I went three months with them. Jesus. But that was later on in life when I was trying some, something different. Right. That's another episode, child. <laughs> but I remember when I would release, baby, convulsions. <laughs> I wish y'all could see him. Oh my god! This guy, ooh, convulsion like nigga. <laughs> I wanted a, a Cuban cigar after that shit. <laughs> shit, I, I should have two pieces of biscuit. Shit, pulled pork sandwich or something. I, I, I was ex- exhausted. So done. Exhausted. I'm so done. Just fucked up my mama sheets. <laughs> Just fucked the sheets up. Like now, nah, let's go wash these. She gonna be mad as hell. 
but yeah, after after that experience, yeah, that was. I, now, mind you, to this day, I still masturbate less than all of my friends. But yeah, most wow. of my friends are either daily or a few times a hey, week. Hey, right here. Right. <laughs> me, me. it's good if it's once a Listen, week. Listen, I'll be bookmarking it. One in the morning, one at night. I I, I love the interaction of somebody else so much. But, yeah, that's fine. But niggas ain't shit. So <laughs> there's that. You know. I love... I, uh, okay, yeah. So anyway, um, okay. So we got our experiences out. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to pace myself. I'm like, I'm being so blunt. And that's question yeah. one. I mean, hell. Okay. Oh well, there we go. My next question was, how many times have you orgasmed in one day? All right. So the day that I had to get dick surgery because <laughs> no, I. Uh. <laughs> Damn, I've gotten up to I think five one time, and I. <sighs> My Listen. body was over me. It was like, nigga, if you touch me, don't even fucking, don't even, no. No. Just lay your no, ass no. down. Just go to sleep. <laughs> and, that, and like, everything was raw. Like, balls was hurting, dick was hurting, head was mm-hmm. hurting, hands was cramped up, carpal tunnel. Yes. Come I was, on. I was only like 15. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's back when you were just like already. But then I told you, like, since I've lost weight and stuff like that, yeah. I've been a lot more horny and my sex drive has been a lot higher too. Right. So I am experiencing kind of like the second coming of that. It's not five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely hitting the, I can hit the three or four and be like, oh shit. Yeah. Because it used to be like one or two, I'm good. It'd be at different ends of the day. Yeah. So I had enough time to kind of recuperate. Yeah. Because I actually, when I orgasm, my head gets sore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Right, like Don't, chill out. Yeah, yeah. So, but lately, it doesn't. It. It's right. like no, we can give another keep one real going. Quick. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, all right then. Listen, I be trying to tell people about fitness, boy. Yeah. Like when when your body feels good. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord! Like the way that testosterone, and, and, and I be turning myself on too. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I done stepped up my underwear games. So I walk yes. by the mirror, be like, "Why well, do I need to touch me? Yes. I need to show me not Let to me walk around like this. Quick. I need to show me I can't <laughs> show me I can't be walking around like this and I get taps." <laughs> uh. I was a I'm about I'm about a harassment case against myself. I am just so inappropriate at home. Oh Jesus! I should be able to walk around freely without being touched. <laughs> without being touched, no means no. <laughs> no means Listen, no. But I don't be listening. Thing. I don't be listening. Yes, I don't be listening to myself. <laughs> so rude. Oh, but yeah. So um, okay. So <laughs> you better pull yourself together, right? Because I'm like you didn't mess me up. So okay, my uh, my amount of times. Now see, it's interesting for me because the most I've done is four. However, the more impressive was three. Because the four was done in a relationship. So, you know, we we kept going at it mm-hmm. all day long, you know, so he got four out of me. But the most impressive to me was three that. because it was three different people. Okay. So in one day, I had three different dudes make me orgasm. Go ahead. And I was like, hey, you know my ego. That's my head wise. was real big. Literally and, but yeah. I wanted to coin in on that. Now, no, it's literally. different when it comes to, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, um... I feel you on that, like especially like if, I, if I'm bottoming or something like that. Now it's different because I do get a lot of pleasure off of my prostate being, you yeah. know. That's the whole point about it. If, you, if you're not getting your prostate hit, there's no point in you being in there. Yes. I just don't get like this is just painful. I can just take a shit. Like right. I don't get like why you're there. <laughs> like that's stupid. 
So I can do that multiple times. Yeah. As long as I'm pacing myself with the, like, if I know I'm with someone who's going to go multiple times. Right. I'll be like, okay, I'll save this nut for later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it could be like a, a marathon session, but I know it's tailored. I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and get this now. Right. So I think that's the beauty yeah. of having them both too. Yeah. But um, yeah, but like just full on orgasm. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Get your life though. Get your life. <laughs> okay, so I have one question that kind of connects to another. Okay. And this is actually a question I just thought of. So the next question is one that I had written down. Okay. But so I want to ask this one first. What have you noticed, if you've noticed, a difference between sex in a relationship and sex out of a relationship? Like, what's one of the biggest things you've noticed? Good question. Uh, the biggest thing. Okay. Now, it's, this is hard for me to say because, number one, I'm really big. I'm very demanding. Mm-hmm. So I get what I want. But before I used to feel like in relationships, there's kind of like this, um, there's a reciprocation that's almost inherent. Right. Like I've never been in a relationship where someone left me hanging sexually, like where they came or I came and we didn't finish each other. It was kind of like this obligation. Yeah. Um, however, now being single because I'm so demanding, Mm -hmm. I know how to play the game and get what I need anyway right. with someone who's not in a relationship. But I used to think that was like a relationship thing. Right. So when I would have sex with, with guys outside when I was younger and I didn't get fully served, I'd be like, oh my God, well, I got to get in a relationship so I can really get... I'm not, fuck that nigga. Nah. <laughs> like, nah. Go yeah. ahead, do this while I do this. Like, you know, but that's because that was my personality though. But before I used to feel like in a relationship, that's when you got that reciprocations actually. Right. And I used to feel the same thing about passion. Yeah. I used to feel the like, same way about kissing and stuff like that. I there were a lot of guys who were like, oh, yeah, I don't do that. I just do that. But I also realized that's just the person you're dealing with. Right. I've met so many passionate people as a single guy where I'm like, damn, this motherfucker was kissing all over me. You yes. thought You would have <laughs> thought we were newlyweds. <laughs> like, we just left the church. Yeah. So... I used to feel like that was a relationship thing, mm-hmm. but actually it's not. It's just, a, it's about the type of person that you meet. Yeah. I can't think of, um, I mean, I mean, just keeping it 100. Yeah. 100. Absolutely. There's also that removing the condom thing. Right. In a relationship. I mean, you get tests together and you build that level of trust. Yeah. So you'd be like, you know what? We're going to go ahead and just put this to the side <laughs> right now. And, you know, you can't necessarily do that. Well, I wouldn't recommend doing right. that. Um, as a single person because the risk is super high at that yeah. point. So yeah. there's that. So that's a huge difference. Right. Sometimes you'd be wanting to wife somebody up or yes. just so you can take that motherfucker. You'd be like, ooh, yes. <laughs> I remember my ex, it wasn't, we, we fucked, I think, twice before I was like, so you want to take it off? He was like, all right. <laughs> We went, and, but we were responsible about it. We went straight. We went to a clinic. Yeah. We got full panels. We we're very honest about it. Did it as a couple. Yeah. And just we're like, hey, we're both good. Mm-hmm. And it just puts a lot of trust in it. But that's also beautiful, too, because you have that trust for one another. Right. And you also know if something pop up, who the fuck up? Yeah. And so there Listen. you go. Listen. So, yeah, that would be the main thing. Okay. My, I think mine would be the whole uh, protection thing. Yeah. I think that, for me, is the biggest difference. Is because I I have no problem admitting that I am not a fan of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Having 
sex raw will let you realize how trash condoms are and not not in an irresponsible way they're very yeah, absolutely. use they're them necessary. don't yeah. be out here raw dogging right. people but they actually I listened to uh, Love Line with mm-hmm. Emma Rose and Dr. Donahue he even talks about it condoms actually tear your anus mm-hmm. and that's why you have the burning sensation that's why you have that and the lube gets in it and it cuts it even more it's yeah. actually tearing you more yeah and it can be painful as fuck, and if they're too big, oh my god, I'd be like, just, just get out, just stop, just stop, just stop. Listen. Man, I don't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Whereas that hardly ever happened when yeah. I was in a relationship or when I was having like, I'm like, you're just like, oh my god, this just goes in, it feels so natural and stuff like that. Yeah. But once again, you got to be safe. You have to be safe, and so that's the the perk of being with someone or being committed to someone and having that connection. Right. So I wanted to ask that question because I feel like it's a good lead in to this question that I actually did have written down. Can you disconnect your emotions from sex? How good is the sex? <laughs> <laughs> because baby, I do really good for the most part. Right. I'm very I'm very sexual liberal. Right. I'm very um I don't even like I stopped counting sexual partners in high in college and that was that was a mistake <laughs> I was sitting in marketing class I'm like I was bored I'm like let me just start counting <laughs> bitch I was just left there feeling like oh my god how have I done how have I put in this much work like is there a medal is it like something I should get or receive like I'm done like how did I put up more higher than Kobe Bryant like how do I get these numbers I can't. like what do I retire my jersey like so I decided in college to stop counting I was like fuck this right fuck this yeah. I'll just be safe I'll just protect myself and I'll just do what I know how to do get tested every six months and I don't care about yeah. people's thoughts on this fuck that right. sex is fun it's great yeah so um I, I used to feel like sex it was it, it was a little more sacred to me mm-hmm. I, I won't say that sex isn't sacred to me it's still yeah. it's still the closest you can get to somebody absolutely for sure absolutely but I am able to decipher if it's if I should be emotional with that person I have more control over it right. I know if this, like I know how to decipher good ass dick from good ass dude right Come on, listen. <laughs> like, I'm just that's saying. a damn quotable. <laughs> because there's a lot of times where it's just trash ass dudes, but yeah. they just good, and you're just like, oh my god, I love you. No, I actually don't love, I don't love you. you. Yeah. This dick, though, <laughs> this dick will get a Valentine's gift. You, sir, you, sir, will not get a response. Just bring that dick over. So, yeah, but they're but. I had to learn that though, because for a long time I would equate great sex with uh, like, oh my god, I really like this guy. I want to do special things because it's the whole idea of well, getting the dick some more. Right. So what can I do to continue getting it? But then after a while, I was like, you know what? No. So I am able to separate the two. Right. What's dangerous for me is actually getting to know the person. That's when it starts getting fucked up and muddy gotcha. because I'm connecting because that's that's the brain matter. Right, right. Sex is so easy. Yeah. But when you start connecting brain matter, start finding those commonalities and start getting to a point of like, okay, you're becoming a friend. Yeah. And that's when the empath in me starts being like, okay, I actually care now. Right. Like, okay, you can't pay that phone bill. I kind of want to give you $20 on yeah. it. You know, <laughs> I kind of want to, you know, I, I, I do care about your family life. Things aren't working out for you and stuff like that. And, yeah. And not even emotions in a bad way, but just emotions of just naturally just saying, right. okay, you're, you're not a piece of ass. Like yeah. you're a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I, um, I think with me, and, and I'm, a, I'm in a very interesting situation because there aren't a lot of people who can have sex with friends and it just stay as friends. Mm-hmm. For me, my best sex is with friends, mm-hmm. uh, people that I'm close to, that I know. 
a one because we already know we have a level of love that's there Mm -hmm. so it's not you know real misconstrued like oh do you feel this way it's like no you're my friend you know we love each other but we love each other in a way where we both know we don't want a relationship with each other right the problem that ends up coming for me is that like so my emotions are complete and i've actually had dudes that have had a problem with that which i definitely respect you know i don't i don't feel some kind of way because they don't really want to do anything with me because i can be emotionally detached Mm. but they feel some kind of way because they're confused by how I can be so invested in them, but not invested in them, you yeah. know? Um, so they're like, well, why is it that you end up not want? Cause I've had some dudes that started out like me where we were good because there weren't emotions, but we love the sex. Mm-hmm. But then they get to a point where they begin to feel things mm-hmm. and they don't understand why I'm not still there. And I'm like, because I, as your friend have taken time to study your personality And I know that we're not compatible at all Mm -hmm. outside of sex. You know, it's like we have great sex together. Awesome friends. If we try to do a relationship, you're one of those kind of people that suddenly a bunch of extra rules are going to suddenly come out of nowhere. You know, it's no longer going to be the two of us in in a monogamous relationship together. Ambiguous ass rules. Listen. Where do those ambiguous ass rules come from? They're the most (laughs) stupidest thing. They just come out of nowhere. Nowhere. You're just like, where does this come from? Like, boom. Like, okay. Yeah, no. I can't. Yeah, I definitely, that's definitely something that I had to uh, figure out over time. Yeah. Now, I will, on the flip side, I will say that I used to be able to separate the two so well that I could fuck someone that I didn't care for. But mm. now I can't. Once, yeah, you, no. once you strike a nerve with yeah. me, yeah. I'm kind of good. That's me. And it could be the best dick ever. <laughs> like, I mean... God damn, like, why is this so good? But you, I don't like what it's attached to. Yeah. I can cut it off. Before, I would be like, oh, well, it's yeah. so good. I'm not that guy anymore either. Yeah. I can actually be like, lo- my logic has taken over more than my emotions. Yeah. And that's a yes. lot f- coming from a Pisces. Yes. So, I'm very proud of my growth. <laughs> now, now, I'm completely there when it comes to if I'm penetrating someone, if I'm being penetrated. Mm. That all changes when it comes to head. Which is so interesting because you know oral for me is my favorite That's thing. Your shit. I love to give head. I mean, I love to get head. So it's like the idea of getting head. I love it so much that I no longer care that I dislike you. <laughs> Mostly because I have a thing with controls. It's a power Scorpio. It's like my dick. Listen, <laughs> listen. Scorpio loves control, so it's like my whole thing is I love that power. Yeah. <clears throat> so in my mind, and I, you know, I guess I'm having a session. I'm life coaching myself right now. I think it's a thing of. Even though I'm pissed off at you, I'm in power right now. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to deal with you for right now. Yeah. And then we're going to peace out and be like, all right, we done. That's you know? real. Yeah. That's yeah. real. Don't get that completely. Um, Just, oh, man, that was this one. I'm so had off. I'm glad I've had. Like, 2017 was a year of good dick. It's no secret. Right. I This year. <laughs> man. <laughs> if I could coin a year, the year. I'm going to be 50 talking about 2017. <laughs> that was my year. Listen, this is the year of good dick. And I'm glad because a couple years ago, I remember I was done with this one dude who I was like, God, he had like the best dick ever. He has yeah. to. But he got on my fucking nerves. And it got to a point where I literally was like, you know what? I just don't want to see you anymore. Yeah. And my body was like, no, why would you do this to us? My booty hole was just quivering. Like, why would you do it? No, no. So I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got to do this for us. It's better for us. <laughs> My, my body was so upset with me, but he just got on my nerves. It was just too much. Nah, my body was quivering. It was quivering. It was like, why would you do that? Why would you do it? It was like, he's just, he's just too much. He's too much. But it was so pretty. It was a moisturized penis. But 
I remember kind of like always wanting to hit him up and be like, because I remember how good sex was with him. My logic, like, nigga, but he gets on your nerves. Like, he's going to come here. He's going to pipe you down. He's a Sag, by the way. Come on. He's going to come. Indeed, he shall. He's going to, because he has to prove a point. <laughs> That's why I lost my but then, too, but then he's you. going to fucking take over. Yeah. And he's going to, then now he's scorned because you've rejected him. Right. It's going to be his whole thing. Listen. So I kept fighting against it. So that's why I was glad this year. I just, I was just meeting him back to back to back to back. I was like, oh, everybody a good dick now. Mm. Everybody got the iOS update. <laughs> everybody has the software. I don't know how. Everyone good dick. I don't know. I, t- I manifested it. I manifested it. I put it on my vision board last year. That's what it was. Come on. I put it on my vision you board. You better. Everyone I met had good dick. <laughs> you better <laughs> I speak ma- it. I manifested it. Because I was like, oh. And it just made me bye-bye. And the and, universe heard. And But then it also taught me there's no shortage of good dick. Therefore, you don't have to put up with shit from Come anybody. On. Come on. Listen. Yeah. Full Listen. circle. Full- <laughs> Lessons. This is a healing space. Come on. <laughs> It's the healing space, you know? <laughs> Shit. Damn it. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh. Oh, okay. So, no, I was going <laughs> to say, oh, 2017. For me, I moved to a new city, and I'm, I love the fact that I have been sexually active every single month. Mm-hmm. That to me, because I came down here, and I was like, how is this going to work out for me? Because you have to start over. Listen, and I'm not good with meeting new people. So, <laughs> one... I'm happy that I've been able to have sex with people who, because I already knew people down here. Mm-hmm. So I think I've only been sexual with two people who I didn't know, who I ended up getting to know since I've been down here. But even with them, you know, like one ended up being a nightmare of an experience, but the the other one ended up being like, oh, okay, cool, we became friends. So I was like, all right, that's all good. Um, but yeah, because me in my mind, I was like, if I have to go a month to listen, unless I make a decision myself that that's what's going to happen, I go through it. Because, again, like I said, I'm not good with the whole masturbation thing. Yeah. Masturbation is cool. And to be completely honest, you know me. I talked to you about edging. Mm. I can edge all day. That's that's when I have my best ones. That's when I'm like, okay. They can watch it, too. But I, that got a little addicting for me, though. Really? It was getting to I remember one day. Oh, my God. I think I spent the work day edging. Wow. I was just watching full-length pornos. <laughs> like, I wasn't fast forward enough. And I was like, let's put the shit play. I was like, there's some good scripts in this. There are some good scripts. I was like, they, they worked on their acting. This is good. <laughs> is he gonna get the document done? Is he gonna get the proposal? <laughs> shit. Is she gonna win that match? Like, so I just spent the whole day just watching full-length pornos. And like, whew. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. So <laughs> full. Oh, okay. So so that's 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 another thing with me when it comes to I need I can do so many things in life alone. I take myself out to eat. I take myself to the movies. Same here. I have such a problem being sexual alone. Mm. I love have I, just, I love being pleased by somebody else. Like, even when I edge, I'm up in my phone. I'm like, yeah. wanting to text, wanting to call somebody. I'm like, listen, you know? I, I mean, I, I, I crave that too. And actually, some like, sometimes, well, yeah, often more than a relationship. It's just that need, like, I like, I like consistent touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, it's just... It's hard to find consistent people. Come on, you know me. I, I'm I'm building nigga. I have seven <laughs> seven different dudes to do one thing. It's not a problem with me. Cause it's, it, cause come it's, on, Nola, darling. You have yes. 
Listen, <laughs> she, she, listen, she taught me. She taught me. Because you have to. Like, it's, it's people are just too inconsistent. I don't like dealing yeah. with schedules. And that's actually that's actually a fear of mine. Because there's nothing worse than being in a relationship and not getting a need met. But then you don't want to step out of it. Right. And so you're at their mercy to please you. That's my fear. Yeah. Because I'm in so much control where I'm just like, okay, you... That's fine. Let yeah. me call number two. Listen, I'm in set columns A and B. If six <laughs> if six A ain't working, I call six B. Okay, let's okay. go to the next. Let's go over here. <laughs> you have them, in, you know, seasons. I switch them out fall. Yeah. You know, a new one's coming soon. Right. You know, <laughs> and but, but I like that freedom right. of it because, Wait, because I want you to stop right there. Oh, because this lead in, this lead in's great. This question: oh. Why do you think people like to shame those who are sexually free? Because they're not. <laughs> well, let's let's talk. I'm glad you brought that up because I was hoping we would would touch on that because people, it's hard to believe how sexually limited people still are. Listen, quite like, everybody's fucking. Yeah, that's how we got here. <laughs> that li- literally, that's how we all got here. Sex isn't new. Yeah, sex, sex is sex, and. Is there's there's so many people who have lit honestly, and it's not even their fault half the time. A lot of people have been shamed. Absolutely. Shamed to the point that they just view sex so in a, in this limited way. Right. And I can't even fault them, but what I will say is keep that shit over there. Absolutely. I have a right to live my life the way that I want to live it without all of your projections. Yes. Because people will have you believe that someone like me is just riddled with STDs, never had one. Right. They have you believe that I, I'm just out here, just give, nope, I don't give it to everybody that wants it. No, it doesn't work that way. Right. I'm, I'm actually very much in control of it. Yes. And there's this idea that we you lack values and morals. No, boo, I don't like your values and morals because they're trash and don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make any damn sense. And it's just, it's, it's too much. It's frustrating. I, I separated myself from that from a long time ago. I've been in relationships where the person I'm with is trying to shame me for wanting sex from them. I'm like, wow. so wait, I'm being shamed for wanting that? Wow. I'm confused. Right. And But that's the upbringing. And, you know, then you bring in religion and stuff like that, too. I know that people have a lot of chains. And then once I broke that chain, it allowed me to live a much more free life. Yeah. But... I just I think sexual shame and shame in general is a waste. It's a waste of emotion. It's a waste of time and energy. Because first of all, mind your business. Listen first. First, <laughs> let's start there. If you ain't doing it, cool. Right. But why are you worried about what someone else is doing? Right. I'll tell you why. Because you're jealous. Yes. Yeah. And you hate that they're living as free that that you as you live. would like to live. Exactly. You know? And I, I experience it all the time with anything, like whether I'm posting one too many selfies or if I post like the, the nude photo or whatever. Yeah. I tell people like, um, I get two things in my inbox: either people are trying to shame me, mm-hmm. or they're being creepy. Right. It's never anything else. <laughs> and so you get used to it. Yeah. You're gonna be like, "Oh, you acting up? Who am I acting up for? I'm grown. My parents right. have passed on." All my bills are paid. Who am I, how am I acting up? Right. That's how I express myself. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. And if I'm not fucking your man or you or you, I don't understand what why you're even in my inbox Listen. right now. <laughs> um, but people are worried about sex, and it's just you want people you want to move forward. But it's kind of like racism. It's like uh, homophobia. It's like those things where you're just like, this is not gonna change. Right. But I'm not gonna allow it to affect 
like who I am. And I also hate that there's this idea that someone like me will never be in a relationship. I'm like, that's not true either. Right. There's people waiting. Listen. Like, hey, <laughs> when you're ready. <laughs> and and it's, it, but it's, it's society. It's it's what we see in television is what we're, what we're led to believe. I mean, even how we shame sex work. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's so crazy that we even shame that. Like, we all doing shit for free and your Mac is actually getting some money. Yeah. And then on top of that, the shit that we think is free is not free because we pay in other ways. Yeah. We're all sex workers yes. in some kind of way. Talk about it. Because we're using sex for Talk different reasons. It. It's not just cash money. Yes. It's weird, but I think it's also a part, it's a part of patriarchy too. Mm-hmm. Men have done it. Even though they're mm-hmm. the highest consumers of it, they shame it. It's, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's because it's, it's, it runs so deep. Yeah. It runs so deep. Like, and just even how people view their bodies and even how people view nudity. I tell people all the time, I'm like, me naked in a shower isn't sexual until you make it sexual. Yeah. That's literally my nude body. Right. How I came out of the vagina. Yeah. How, like, it's a nude body. Just like when you see babies, you don't sexualize them. Right. When you see someone under the age of 18, you should be. You don't sexualize them. Right. You should not be doing it, but you don't sexualize them. It's because you made it sexual. You made it this whole, oh, no, you made it that way. That has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I don't have to operate under your perverse listen, logic. Listen. I can do what I want with my body. I don't owe you anything. I'm not doing anything to you. I hate, I think the biggest thing I hate hearing people say, because I get it often now, because, you know, I've been... Showing all my goods off. Right. <laughs> People have been like, oh, why are you doing this to me? I'm like, I've done nothing to I've you. I've done nothing and to I you. And I hate that that's your thought process. <laughs> but but that's like, that's creepy to me that you feel like by me being over here, uh, presenting myself in a certain way that I'm doing something to you. Right. That's kind of rape culture too. It's like when people harass women on the streets and stuff like that, like, oh, by them being alive and just walking. Right. It's just that. I remember someone said, someone told me, I was like, I'm going to take this. They said, Kevin, you're a walking thirst trap. I was like, I'll take that. Right. I'll take that. I think that's funny because I remember I posted, well, you were around for that. I posted a picture. I was fully clothed. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh my God, yes. them thighs. <laughs> oh, why are you doing this to us? This just ain't fair. And I'm like, I have on jeans. Yeah. A shirt. Full beard, like I don't. What do you see? Yeah. You know. And so someone's like, "You're a walking thirst trap." I was like, "I'll take that," but yeah. that's not my problem. I'm not going to. What am I? What am I to do? Just yeah. not express, not do anything, not please myself, right? Because think about it: is I've experienced the most freedom through sex. Yes. Oh my god! Like through fetishes, through um, just exploring different things, trying different things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how would? How does the person who got married at 17 in a Christian home? really find their limits of pleasure if they never even explore them. I'm like, right. I'm like y'all missing out yeah, because yeah. of shame. Yeah. And I'm like, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Yeah. Because I've experienced so many high levels of like, oh my God. Yeah. And so that, that takes me to some interesting experiences I've had when it's come to yoga. Because there was a girl, and it was so interesting because I always thought she was so super unique. Mm-hmm. And I, I, she was so, she is so beautiful, you know, even after her statement, she does, doesn't change that she's beautiful, has such a unique spirit. But she came out of nowhere one day. And it, I know it wasn't just towards me because, of course, I'm not the only one. But she said, I want people to stop sexualizing yoga. And she went off. And I was reading it and I was like, what? And I was like, you are aware that there's a whole thing called nude yoga, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because her, her whole argument was the whole thing of no clothes on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but 
how beautifully freeing is that? You yeah. know, I have brothers online who are, you know, do a lot of nude yoga and at no point in time is it sexual. Mm-hmm. Now it doesn't, I mean, they, they have nice bodies. They can't help what's in the back or what's in the front. Right. And it's doing all that yoga. Listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> but that's you if you decide to sexualize it. Yeah. You know? That's they, all in your mind. That's in your mind. So you're shaming us because of us simply living in our skin. Yeah. You know? We we live in a country world that well, more so country though, that that makes it seem like it's it's a negative to show your skin, mm-hmm. you know? The more clothed you are, the better. Mm-hmm. And we attempt to get out of that matrix and you're attempting to force us back into it. Don't, you have, know? don't have me dig deep because I, I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I think it's so funny how you can go on Instagram or anywhere else. A white man can be completely naked. Mm-hmm. No one will bat an eye. But if it's someone black, woman or whatever, it gets reported, it's inappropriate, it goes against community standards. I'm like, that's so interesting how that even works with nudity yeah i see so much white ass on my instagram feed <laughs> penis all day like full-on profiles with millions of followers and it's just it's it's art it's beautiful but if you move right on over to someone who of color yeah that includes latin asian whatever then all of a sudden it's thing getting reported and things getting pulled down it's like we do the same thing with that like why is it that people of color are always deemed more sexual or inappropriate right. just because of the color of our skin. I think that's interesting. Yeah. It's something that I actually study. Because mm-hmm. I've always been like amazed by that. Because I see some people, I'm like, how are they able to post all this? That's dick right there. That, right there. Right, right there. And I, I posted a, a, a throwback Thursday picture of a stripper mm-hmm. that I was like, I guess I was talking to him or something. And the picture got removed. It was like, oh, it's inappropriate. Seriously? He had on underwear and everything. It was like, oh, it's inappropriate. And I was just like, oh, wow. I guess. Right, That's right. Super weird, though. <laughs> Especially when I just saw Blake and Zach's dick. <laughs> Like on their page, but that was inappropriate. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Sex is a weird thing. That's but once a, again, a, if it's not in somebody, or if it's not penetrative, right. I don't get like, you're sexualizing this because your mind thinks, ooh, because you want to fuck. Because you, listen. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. If you would just like, allow yourself to. I was about to say. Get a nut. Exactly. And be exactly. free and not worry about perception. I think we still is psychological we still have tribe think right and we never want to be put out the tribe mm-hmm. so i think with sexual shame we fear that oh my god i don't want to be called a hoe because i see how people treat hoes i'm using quotations right now right i think, <laughs> I, I think it's stupid i think it's just dumb let people do what they want to do yeah as long as it's safe yeah i, I don't promote non-safe sex right i promote safe sex but have as much, but as, have you as, want much as you with want as many people as you Come want to do on. it too because listen different dicks do different things <laughs> Okay. All these quotables. Listen, because if you ain't had a curve before, you have missed out. And they curve different ways. You have to know what works for you. If you can see his arms. You have to know what works for you. And you can't do that with just one. You just can't. So, there's that. But if you, if you, we get, we get used to the tribe thing. And I think the fear is like, okay, I don't want people to start calling me names. Because when right. they start calling me names, and some, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Then I'm going to be ostracized. Then I'm going to be pushed out. And no one's going to, that's not going to happen. Yeah. We don't live in that world. Right. You can be the hoest of all hoes, still using quotes, quotation marks. Because right. I just think I hate that we use that mm-hmm. to demean people. Right. 
for being free, but that's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. No one's going to care because guess what? There's always a community of other hoes that will accept <laughs> you. And that's the beauty of it. And and I'm not calling Raven a hoe. But what I'm saying is I, I, always, I always tell Raven that I appreciate his friendship because we have these straightforward conversations without eye rolls, without condescend, being condescending. Yeah. Like literally it's like, oh, okay, then, you know, and that's how all my friends are. Yeah. I do not have to muffle myself with anybody. And that got me to a place that I'm so free to just talk like this podcast. This goes out to the world. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Right. But it's because I found that safety in friends. I found that safety in myself. And I said, you know what? Fuck all y'all. Listen, listen, Fuck all y'all like I, I get to live my life the way that I want to live it. As long as I'm taking care of myself, it shouldn't matter. Yes. Like, why are we being, why are we doing this? But it's control. This whole fear, like, no one's going to marry you. Well, first of all, fuck marriage. There's that. (laughs) See, that's what I'm saying. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because I want that to be a whole different episode. It will be. You know how hard I was trying not to talk about that. We we, we will do that. But like, but what I will say, not to talk about that, but I've broken down so many structures Mm -hmm. to the point that I was like, oh, none of this actually matters. Because they use those things like, you're not going to get into heaven. Well, I don't believe in heaven anymore. So, too bad for that. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to get married. Well, I don't really give a fuck about marriage either. So, cross that one out. (laughs) You're going to get STDs while I'm on prep and use condoms. So, cross that one out. So, what else you got? Their tactics to control people. Yeah. Fuck you. Absolutely. Either I'm fucking you or fuck you. Listen. (laughs) <laughs> and and that's how you get to your healing listen the healing space there you go sit on the face <laughs> so hard to throw something the healing space sit on the face you've done a good 15 quotes <laughs> oh okay so clearly seeing how we could talk forever if people want to be able to find the outline podcast or just find you on social media how would they go about doing that I will say, number one, go to kevindwayne.com. That is K-E-V-I-N-D-W-A-Y-N-E. And then the world of Kevin on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's branded across. And I also have the Outline Podcast. Same thing, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and so on. So I'm I'm plastered (laughs) over there. And if you want to see my cakes, just go to my Instagram. Appreciate the hashtag. Appreciate the cakes. Yes. (laughs) And y'all definitely want to check out the Outline Podcast. It is amazing every single week. And this week they get to hear about your trip to Barcelona. Yeah. Yep. That was. Yep. Talk about that. I had a nice little sexual adventure there. Listen. So go if you want to listen more about that. Come on. I I keep it real. Yes. You know. And when he told me about it, I was so excited. Listen. No (laughs) English spoken. No, none. He said, me gusta, me gusta. Si, si, yes, si. Yes, mucho gusto. Activo. Let me show you. Yes, activo. Listen. Activo is top. Mm-hmm. Passivo is bottom. bottom. Yes, Listen. Louis Activo. In, in El Passivo. <laughs> and lick my armpits. But listen to the show. I'll tell you more on the show. Go to the podcast. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) So, of that being said, thank you so much for coming. No problem. Oh, the sex episode. Thanks so much for coming. Um, Yes. (laughs) And I cannot wait to have you back on again in the next year. Please. But yeah, so we're all done. And now Brandon and I are about to go into our good news. 
It is now time for good news. What's your good news, BHW? <laughs> I kind of said it earlier, and I realized that I was supposed to say it at the end. My bad. But um, my good news is that I'm moving. Oh, yay. I'm not trying to, you know, back nothing. But that's good news. Good news. I'm moving. And also, um, I was able to see my friend Brianna. She came down Saturday, and we had, like, lunch and went to the mall for a little bit. So it was cool to hang out with her. So, yes. What about you? What's your good news? My good news for this week. First of all, come on now, moving. I need to make sure that I make that very clear. Um, Talk about it. Come on. Talk I'm very Talk proud of you going to this new year. Listen. Hey. Listen. Uh-huh. Boy, when I tell you the, the topic for next week, oh, my God. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> The way that we are coming out of the end of this year, the way that we are. Mm. I'm going to run. Ah, Okay, so my good news. First of all, THS Live returns this Thursday, December the 21st. Listen. 21st. Not only did we receive. What did you say to get your snacks? Get your shady comments. Some of you had a little inappropriate comments. So I don't know. You come to. They were going in in that comment box. <laughs> I'm going to try to respect uh, y'all favorite singers this time. <laughs> Not only did we receive such an awesome-tastic response last month, but so many of you interacted with us during the show as well, and it was the best. We have people from both coasts healing with us, and we can't wait for you to join us again. So don't forget, it's 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Thursday on the Instagram page of The Healing Space. That's important to remember. It's going to be on the Instagram page of The Healing Space, which is THS Podcast. Again, that's THS Podcast. So make sure that you add us on Instagram so you can be a part of the discussion. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And for my second bit of good news, I wanted to invite all of you to visit my official website, which is The Love Movement. That's my wellness brand, in case those of you who are maybe listening who don't know. That's where I do all of my yoga, meditation, life coaching, all that stuff. The website is www.wertlm.com. So that's W-E-A-R-E-T-L-M.com. On the website, I started a project called No Fear, No Shame about a year ago. The purpose of the project was to get people within the LGBTQ community to tell stories of how they've battled or continue to battle fear and shame in their life. It's an ongoing process. I love hearing, and in this case, reading, stories of how spirits continue to fight against their fear and shame. So please, check out the No Fear, No Shame stories on the TLM website and let me know what you think. It's definitely very important to keep the conversation going. You can comment under each post as well. We have several people who have. Again, the website is wertlm.com. That's W-E-A-R-E-T-L-M.com. If people want to walk with you on social media, BHW, how do they do that? Uh, Twitter and Instagram is uh, no more Otis. All one word, all together. No more Otis. Mm-hmm. No. As in, anybody coming to see you, Otis? So, <laughs> all together. Twitter and Instagram. The folks who need to get the reference will get the reference. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, bit. Mm, I almost Thank called you. you on your name. 
Ooh. I'm glad you didn't. Cute. And not too much. Damn mouth. Okay, but we're we're in we're in a we're in a, a good space because we're doing good news. <laughs> Actually, good news over, so I can call you whatever I want to, Heffa. Anyway, wait, watch it. <laughs> wait a minute, we're, we're still healing. <laughs> My healing was calling you out your name. <laughs> yeah, okay, we healing in emergency room. <laughs> Uh, if you want to walk with THS on social media, on Twitter, it's underscore THS podcast. On Instagram, it's just THS podcast, all lowercase. On Snapchat, it's my company, Revolution LLC. So that's R-A-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-L-L-C. And on Facebook, it's also under my company, which is Revolution Multimedia. R A V O L U T I O N multimedia. I ain't spelling the rest. Um, so yeah, those are the four areas of social media where you can walk with either uh, THS podcast or find content for THS podcast on my companies uh, on Snapchat and uh, Facebook. For me, you can walk with me all over social media at Scorpi Yogi. S C O R P I Y O G I. Thank you all so much for joining us for the next to last episode. Of the Healing Space podcast. Yes! <laughs> for, for 2017. <laughs> so next week, we're going to be closing out the year. And every year, and I'll explain more next week, but every year I name the year before the year actually starts. And uh, in 2016, I named 2017 the year of no excuses. So we're going to reflect over the past year any excuses that Brandon and I may have made that we got past. You all are more than welcome to send in your comments to us and let us know if there are any excuses you made that you were able to conquer. And we're going to have a whole discussion about 2017, the good, the bad, and the healing. Until then, we love you guys. Namaste. Namaste.